All right, all right, welcome back. Episode number 114, Rob the Four Train Savages podcast. Yanks going to Bean Town. Take two from the Sox, two in a row. Yanks have won eight of their last ten. Don't even listen to pods that we made like two weeks ago because you'd think it's a completely different ball club. Not saying it is. They had some struggles. They might have slipped away with a couple wins here, but Yanks take two. I believe they're six up in the uh, in the division right now. They're six or six and a half. I think Tampa Bay is now seven and a half back, and Toronto's closer to us. We got one more series with Toronto. I think we have, what, Rob, 19 games left, something like that. So we're looking decent. I think the magic number is 11 or 12, something like that. But, dude, what up? How we doing? Pretty good. You head into Boston. You go ahead and you sweep. Fuck Boston. You got to be Fuck feeling Boston. You got to be feeling good. So, um, yeah, two games. Take both of them. Um, Aaron Judge is an animal. Have a lot to get into there. I heard they were applauding him there. At the I heard him. That's what Kay said. I saw MVP chants on. They were trying to. Uh, there wasn't any fans in that stadium, really. It felt like for it was, or at least they were outnumbered at Fenway, which is wild to think. Um, and the Yankees continue to win, and the Red Sox are not good, which is always funny. So um, yeah, yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty pretty solid after this. You got to, and then we're heading to Milwaukee, which is a a solid ball club. Um, and then to end off the year, yeah, only 19 games left. It's crazy that we're this far in, and uh, the playoffs are closely approaching, and that means that it's now um, time to get down to business and it's get crunch down to time, crunch time, dude. It's crunch time. Mm-hmm. It's actually wild. I mean, not too long ago, Rob, we were what? It was March. We were like, are we going to even have baseball this year? Yeah. Now look at us, Rob. Our third season, or whatever this is, set two and a half. And uh, we're almost in October again. Yes. And I think our, our playoff plans may be back on, on track now, me and you. Yeah, I think Oh, <laughs> I think so. As long as we're looking at a, a division series as the first series, I think we'll, uh, yes, yes. we'll continue to do that. But like you yeah, said, we have a series with Toronto, unless that goes astronomically bad and they do that. But we're hoping not. So Yeah. They, they'd basically have to only win, like, five or six more games to blow the division like they'd have to go like five and 15 i think which is bad but you, you know i mean we kind of watch them watch them do that <laughs> for, Not, for a couple months nothing is out of the cards now i i think but uh if i had my i i, I said uh, i i think i said this on like two pods ago at least me and my buddy were talking about it um They'll suck us back in. This is either either or. They're going to go on a magical run. They're going to finish off the season. Or they're going to do their typical thing. They're going to suck us in at the end of the year, win the division, and then upset us in October. But we're hoping for the other side of the spectrum. So I think the way that they're heading right now is they're back on track. Glaber is starting to hit, which is we need, Monstrous. So, we need someone Huge. else to be good um, <laughs> with, with Judge being so amazing and doing what he's doing. But... Um, yeah, just needed any little bit of support, and we're getting somewhat healthier as well. You see yeah. Harrison Bader hit a home run yesterday. Um, you see guys being transferred uh, through the system to get on their rehab starts. I mean, the 
Somerset team looked like a major league club with the amount of talent that they oh, had. Oh yeah, uh, I mean they're disgusting. As much as we <laughs> flack flack on um, on Chapman, you know they have Chapman, they have um, Bader. See the Chapman and Dominguez picture. Yeah, Dominguez. I mean, it's like get him away from him. <laughs> um, yeah, Dominguez <laughs> finally gets called up as well, so that's cool. So he's um, the big nineteen, bro. He's in double. Wow, it's a big. It's a big. Um, jump for him at least from single a to double a because the double a pitching starts getting serious and and it's going to be a uh you know because he fell a little bit on the yankees prospect list you know one or two spots which isn't a lot he fell like three but or something um, i think but the fact that he's going to be seeing more major league ready sort of talent or getting closer to that We'll be telling to see what we could see from him. We'll have to talk to Eli Fishman at sometime, sometime soon this offseason so we could get a little scoop yeah. on how he finishes this year. But, yeah, it's um, it, we're feeling better than – you opened it up correctly. We're uh-huh. feeling better than we did two weeks ago is, yeah, is what dude, we're feeling, yeah. 100%. I woke up this morning, took the dog out, Rob, obviously. You know, may or may not hear him bark during this episode. We don't know. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but uh. It was like a crisp morning, dude. And I was like, bro, what's that smell? A freaking October ball is approaching. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. <laughs> but I was fi- I was fired up. I actually started thinking about it this morning. I was like, holy shit. We're a couple weeks away from absolute pull my hair out. My life's over. No one talked to me for until whatever happens. <laughs> happens. Pumpkin spice lattes, football pumpkins apple picking and <laughs> and new york yankees playoff baseball is the is the plan for yep, that's for this that's fall. on the menu oh yeah it's on the menu oh yeah um but yeah like you said rob some housekeeping notes sevy transferred to triple i believe you said um they said he's got one more rehab start so i think that would put him in line um to come home let's see i believe they they come home the 20 something come on computer load what are you looking at the um, schedule yeah the they come home yeah yeah okay so they come home the 20th so that's when i said a couple pods ago i was like i think they're gonna aim to bring everyone back their next home against the pirates after. yeah so if they can get everyone back against the pirates I mean sevy makes sevy makes a start get Bader in there um, that would be cool, but before I go into a rabbit hole, Sevy transferred, Bader hits a bomb, Britain transferred from AAA to AA. Don't really know what that's about, honestly. Um, no update on DJ, no update on Matt Carpenter, no update on Andrew Benatendi. Um, and then, quick, one more thing, not injury-related, but Peraza on the bench since Donaldson uh, came back from paternity leave. So, something to note. Mm-hmm. We may not be seeing too much of Peraza, the way it's looking. Um, and we talk about the I, – I mean, IKF has been performing. And so that – realistically, we'd say the way Donaldson's playing, that we shift him away, put IKF to third, and have uh, Peraza get some time at shortstop. But they're just playing to Donaldson's contract and the name behind him and – isn't he plays a solid third base and he, uh, actually not recently, but he has played a very good third base all season, really. Um, and they're yeah. just, there's, I, I don't, there's no entryway, which sucks because he's on the team and he's probably going to be one of the guys with all the rest. Of, w- at least I, 
you know, the po- postseason rosters get a little bigger, but I think that um, there's a chance that the way he's just not getting time. So if you bring in all these guys like Bader and, and Sevy and you're adding them back to the roster, how do they fit or how does he fit? So exactly, it stinks. If Prowse is not going to play, I'd, I'd rather have him in the minors. Like I'd rather have him getting ABs. You know, uh huh. It's like it's like what are we doing? But that's besides the point. Kind of, it's just something to note. Um, yeah, ideally, you'd love to have them just roll IKF to third uh-huh. and just say screw Donaldson's bat because all this guy does is pimp balls that don't go out. It feels like man, he's been doing but, that a lot. Too yeah. often. I missed it. Did it happen yesterday? I saw it all over Twitter, but I could yes, not it find it, it ha- the video. He, and I, I was like doing something. He he hit uh, the, where I missed he it. He hit the ball the right center, and he he immediately he said, you could see him verbally say, ah shit, and he and he did the bat flip, but mid bat flip, he's like he saw his face change because he knew he Damn. fucked up. So, um, yeah, he does that entirely too often for for a lot, of, and I, I get it. You want to bat flip? Find the opportune time to bat flip. When you, I, I don't know, they're baseball players. They know when it's no doubters, but it seems like Donaldson's getting fooled a lot. So, oh yeah, um, no, it does. Not good. Um, all right. I don't know, man. Whatever. Well, let's get into it. Let's start with game one. Garrett Cole it. returning to Fenway. Um, the row. A big row. Um, so. <laughs> Yeah, it's a it was a big start under the radar start, I guess, of the anticipation for it because it's on a Tuesday night in Fenway. Red Sox aren't very good, so not a lot of buzz around it. Um, Cole, the pitching line goes six innings pitched, four hits, four earned runs, two walks, ten Ks. So in relation to what his typical starts have been, had it actually for him being at Fenway was better than past starts, um, but still not the greatest line to come out. Uh, here, but he had a lot of support coming in the form of Aaron Judge in this game. Um, but the Red Sox go up 2-0 uh, with a Cassis home run. It was very funny. I texted you. My dad was sitting next to me. I usually watch the games with him, and he sat was sitting next to me, and he said, watch this fuck hitting 096 hit a home run. And, and he <laughs> left really quick to go to the bathroom, and he comes back. I go, ah, well, you called it. And he did it. So it's just... I, I would have you're feeling a little more comfortable if a guy like Bogarts or or Devers you're just saying oh well those guys just we've seen it before but you were yeah, someone that's good yeah you were frustrated you were frustrated here because it were it was guys in Cassis and uh, McGuire also a guy that uh, interesting story that Yankees Twitter was throwing out before where he was publicly I think the story was he was publicly caught uh, TMI here he was publicly caught yeah. masturbating <laughs> or something. I, I, this is who they traded for. Yeah, this, this was Heim Bloom traded I, for. Legit story, not trying to be too graphic on the pod, but he I think there was is a story coming out that he was um arrested uh for somehow revealing himself. I don't know if it was if he was masturbating or how it was, but I he was caught that way, so a lot of jokes going Weird out now. that Cole was giving up home runs to that guy. Um but yes, nonetheless, Aaron Judge then in the top of the sixth, ties the game at 3-3. Oh, Marwin tied it with a home run as well in the top Randomly, of the third. Random yeah. home run. Uh, but Judge ties the game in the top of the sixth. Bogarts hits a home run to put them up one. And then Aaron Judge again in the top of the eighth. Hits a bomb. First one was to right center. This one was over the monster. Um, and then Glaber in the top of the tenth. We're going, through the, we're going into extras through this one. 
Um, but Glaber was able to get us up with a bases clearing double. Uh, so a big hit for Glaber. Um, and then the Red Sox made it close at the at the end of the game, but luckily Wandy was able to to close it out for us. Wandy only he came into relief for Clay Holmes, who looked good in the uh, ninth, but then had trouble in the uh, bottom of the tenth. Uh, Wandy came in high leverage. Wandy, I think it was. Um, what did David Cohn call it? Wandy magic or magic Wandy? Magic Wandy. I just like magic. I just Wandy. remember this was a great. This was a great game commentary wise. Yeah, with with Cohn and Flaherty in the booth, I loved it. And I'm not even a huge Flash guy, but but yeah, I did. They that. had so yeah. Yesterday they were joking on Michael about what his call is going to be for when Judge hopefully breaks the record. And oh yeah, they were asking him if he if do you practice it in the mirror <laughs> or whatever they were saying. Uh, they were like, hey, yeah, we, I'd be practicing it in the mirror. Cone was like, hey, we practiced our um, we practiced our our batting stances and delivery. Stance, so yeah. they were they were doing that for case. So that was funny, but um. Some solid bullpen throughout the whole game. Litke had a, um, no runs given up. Trevino, Loizaga, uh, but Clay got in a little bit of trouble. But then Magic Wandy was able to help him out and get us through. But, you know, Aaron Judge having another tremendous game uh, that we'll talk about a little later after we get through game two, as well as uh, we'll talk about the Garrett Cole struggles um, there which at Fenway. But it wasn't it – wasn't, Typical struggles that we've seen as as bad in past history, but it was uh, yeah, he, struggles he, nonetheless. He, he literally only gave up four hits too, and they were all home but runs. They all ju- they all just went over the fence, yeah. coincidentally. So <laughs> it's like you know he had ten Ks in six innings, only he walked a couple. But yeah, four hits, and then all of them, four of them are four. Eh, all four of them are home runs. Yeah. So, Rob, listen, I'm happy we're not going to Fenway for the playoffs. Because then it would just be another narrative to follow, but it's something to watch next year. Dude. Yeah, I think very much so. Yeah. yeah, for the rest of his career while he's a Yankee, um, for sure that we will then talk about. But uh, do you want to take game two? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I would like to say too, Yanks almost blew it in the tenth, dude. Glaber kind of bailed them out too. Yeah, big time. Mm-hmm. So I was happy with that. But yeah, game two, obviously Yanks get the dub in this one, Nestor. Uh, five innings pitch, three hits, three walks, seven Ks. I think he only had like sixty-five pitches. Didn't throw a lot of pitches either, but they got. He's doing out the quick. funky deliveries too, which was fun to watch. Yeah, he he had that one against Devers, and Devers just waved <laughs> at it. I loved it. It was so awesome to watch. He doesn't even do it that much anymore because he doesn't like have to because he's actually nasty. Um, but when he does it, it's it's a sight to see for sure. Mm-hmm. But um. No scoring for a while in this one, Rob, until the top of the fifth. Glaber Torres, singles to right, but it's a Little League homer, dude. Everyone scores, Judge scores, uh, Hicks scores, and Glaber comes all the way around on a throwing air back to first by Xander. Um, doesn't get him at the plate. Play, play was kind of close, but that was, I don't know, dude. I haven't seen that in a while. No. I feel like that's like Brett Gardner <laughs> days last time we had it inside the Parker well, or something. Well, it's just the Red Sox bad defense all week. Or all all week, I was about to say weekend. All week, it was um, eerily similar when Joey Gallo was on the team. Remember Arroyo, the ball that went over, and Joey tried to score? Oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, 
that that's what it reminded me yeah, of. But the Red Sox defense in this was just god awful, and I'm just saying, okay, because I think I said to you, you were you were talking maybe it was like a month or two ago, and you were saying, oh, the Red Sox when they had their month of June, but we just saw, like, oh, yeah, I they just were saw, playing well. like they just weren't like a good defensive team, and they just they reminded me they're even worse than we were last year. But the, the yeah, way that they the yikes. way that they just played defense. It just was I was saying, okay, I, this team is not – it's not it. But also, like, I, I was just – talking to some of my friends that are Red Sox fans, I'm saying, like, why – it made no sense for them not to trade I, – I, maybe they have a sense that they could I keep think they Bogarts, like half, but J.D. Yeah. J.D. didn't make any sense to keep. So Yeah, I think I think they were, like, half hoping that they turned it around and got really hot or something. Yeah. So they're like, all right, let's go get Tommy Pham. See if it does anything. Eric Ho- is Eric Hosmer still on that team? Where is he? Is he hurt? Um, I, he didn't play I in this I want to say he is on the team. Yeah, I think so. Is he hurt? He's got to be hurt. Or, I don't know. Or are they just not? They, I, uh, oh, no, I oh, wait. Their, season, their season's over regardless. 69-win uh, team right now. Suffered a lingering. What does he got? Lingering. Uh, he's got something lingering. <laughs> he's got a, in, yeah, so, AK, Eric Hosmer don't want to play anymore. Yeah, so. <laughs> almost, almost, nah, almost ixnade the um, the Soto trip, or I think he did, and then they just had the. Well, yeah, no, he basically caused Voight to go to the Nationals, yeah, which... which sucks for Voight. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. Yep. Imagine going from San Diego, nice seventy-five degree weather every day. You're winning. All right, now nah, you're in Washington. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, but uh, yeah, Glaber obviously gets three in there. Um, like Rob said, the defense was just magnificent for the Red Sox this weekend. Uh, they're flashing leather all over the place. Uh, bottom of the fifth, Sox get one back. Wong doubles to left. Ref Snyder scores. And then, Rob, Yanks get one more in the sixth. Trevino doubles to deep center. IKF scores. That's what I love to see, dude. Bottom of my lineup, my all-star catcher. And the shortstop that I kind of can't stand, but sometimes when he does good things, I'll root for him, obviously. <laughs> um, love that. That makes it 4-1 Yanks. And then bottom of the eighth, Tommy Pham scores on a – oh, was this when J.D. missed the bag? Yes. And uh, the only one yeah, that saw it was, saw so was Flaherty. Like every, they were saying, and then Flaherty called it out as soon as it ha- – like he didn't need a replay, and he's I don't think he touched the bag. And it was, yeah, that's was, so weird. So gotta touch the bag. There. Gotta touch the bag to be safe. Rob. Yep, that's one thing I learned in elementary school. Four um, uh, two going into the ninth. Uh, Tim LaCastro scores on an error. That's when who was who was playing center field again? It was uh, uh, a- Alberto or no Abraham. Um, oh God, I, what was his name? I'm trying to look for it. Why doesn't it say it in the box score? Abraham Almonte. Abraham Almonte plays a hell of a center field, I'll say. Uh, missed a couple fly balls right over his head. Very strange. Um, one of them was Stan. Who, who hit the other one? Was it Glaber? Uh, no. I think it was Donaldson. It says Torres safe at second. Oh, Torres safe at second. I don't know. Whatever. Two balls hit in basically the same spot looked like. Couldn't come down with either of them. So that was interesting. Um, makes it 5-2 Yanks. Then in the ninth, obviously Wandy had to deal with a little bit of trouble, but he gets out of it. Um, 5-3, and that's a dub, Rob. Oh, yeah. Yanks take two in Boston. Feeling very good after that. Um, feeling very good. So uh, do you want to do debut our new uh, segment, or would you want to do our Savages first? 
Uh, let's do our let's do our new segment, Rob. All right, I think new segment, new segment alert, new segment alert. So, Tyler. Yep. Um. So, it's episode one fourteen. We've had for a while the savages yeah. of the series and the MVPs of sucking, but now we got a new uh segment that we're gonna because I love throwing that tweet up that we are going to now title. <laughs> Which Yankee's got that, got that dog, dog in, him. in him? And that's not D O D O G. That's D A W G. That dog. Yeah. That that dog. So who got that dog? We got, in we got a new sound here. Oh shit, dog! <laughs> so Tyler, you uh, you are, let's let's we're we're only doing one, but I will let Tyler take the floor because he's been high on this guy for uh, quite a while. So go ahead. Yeah, especially after a weird debut for him, um, a couple years, like in 2020, 2021, couldn't really find a role, but I think especially with Mike King going down, this is my dog, Clark Schmidt, dude, two innings pitched, zero hits, zero earned runs, three Ks, I'm giving it to him, I feel like every time he's put in some sort of relief role, he does a phenomenal job, I know he had a shaky start a couple, uh, a couple weeks ago, but the dude, his stats are looking phenomenal on the year. Um, we'll see if he can make it. I saw someone was arguing with me on Twitter today saying he's not going to make the postseason roster. Um, I do think he's too valuable, in my opinion. I yeah, I don't know how you can't. I think if anything, almost like he doesn't get on, even though he's having a phenomenal year or something like that. But Clark Schmidt, dude, he's accumulated one point two WAR this year. He's two five nine ERA in twenty two games pitched, uh, forty eight innings. He's got an ERA plus of 151. He literally has one of the grossest curveballs and vertical breaks on a curveball in baseball. Like I, I, This was the Yankees' top pitching prospect for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Then he got hurt, and he was hurt most of last year. He's finally here. He's not even starting it. He is a you know starter by trade technically, but they've kind of found him in this Mike King type of role, similar to him, who's a starter by trade as well. Um they got him in these two-inning like swingman scenarios where they, he can just kind of go and get them, and I love that, dude. Mm-hmm. It's something that I think was missing as soon as Mike King went down, and Clark is that dude, and he just kind of, I don't know, I, I feel confident when Clark comes out yeah, all the time. I do, too. For the most I, part. I like Clark. Clark's been showing a lot of cojones and showing why he's a dog and why he's a dog, so... Um, a dog in a in a good way for those that are trying. You know, sometimes you can say like, "Oh, that guy's a dog." Like, but I think that we now it's kind of become a thing where it's like, "Oh, he's a dog." So that's yeah. my that's my soliloquy. Um, all right, let's do before we do our savages of the series. I kind of want to start with the bad stuff so we can end on a high note. So let's do, let's do our MVPs of sucking. They stink. My choice because I'm gonna leave Tyler the floor for his guy that I know he likes to chat about a lot lately um as of all of yankees twitter as well but i'm gonna go with the yankees lineup maker i would say it's maybe aaron boone so maybe i'm giving it to aaron boone but i don't know if he's getting other decisions when it comes to this but it's it's unfortunate we oh we talked about it earlier it's unfortunate that we're not being able to see uh peraza like he he's here we're in a time in september where we want to see him see him play a little bit more you mentioned it if we're not going to see him and we're going to just he's going to be on the roster like I'd rather have him in in triple a um getting better and we we saw also we missed in the notes that Tyler Wade is now around the team 
and he's hovering. So that's um, it's uh, strange. It's strange. So we're gonna have to see uh, what how that develops. But it, it's I, I want to see him get playing time. Like we saw, all we saw out of him was um, you know, a hit. He had a hit. Uh, and, and he had four and, hits in the doubleheader. Yeah, we went to. in the doubleheader, and uh, we saw a nice double play when he was in Tampa. Like the he's got some skills. Like the dude can play. It's just unfortunate because he's not playing. And that's just it sucks. So, um, I would go whoever's making the lineups. Maybe it's Boone. Maybe it's Cash. Maybe it's someone. But so just put him in the lineup more. And like, it, it kind of transitions well into who your MVP of sucking is because if you shift yeah. that guy out of the lineup, you're having IKF play third and Peraza have a spot. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I, th- I mean it's a great point, Rob. I mean. Literally, just the fact that he—if you're get—you're stunting his development by sitting him on the bench all day. I think this is a pro, like a product of the Yankees not deterring from their plan of IKF. They went into the season go, we're rolling with IKF the whole year, um, and I do think when Rizzo is back, I think Peraza will be the corresponding move back to AAA. Unfortunately, because Marwin will then be the backup shortstop. Right now, Marwin is the f- backup first baseman or the first baseman, whatever you want to say, and Peraza is the backup shortstop. So I think when Rizzo comes back, uh, I have a feeling Peraza will be the corresponding move and Marwin will be the backup uh, shortstop, which stinks, dude, because like you, like you said, he's been playing well, made a sick double play in, uh, in Tampa, and it's just a shame. Four hits in the doubleheader. Yankees look at that and go, yeah, you belong on the bench. I don't know about that. Uh, whatever, though. My MVP of sucking, Rob, he has sucked all year. He's not. He's annoying to me. Very annoying, actually. Uh, his name's Josh Donaldson. He went one for nine in this series. He only struck out once. Doesn't really matter to me, though. Um, you're not doing much anything. Apparently, he pimped another ball that didn't. obviously didn't go out. Bat flipped it a little bit. Um, I miss that. But, when, I mean, when you just look at the numbers on, on the year, honestly, the they're not good. He's having literally the worst year of his career. Um, he's played 116 games this year, so he's been healthy for the most part. 52 RBIs, 13 homers. Oh, boy. 221 batting average, 311 on base. He's slugging, he's slugging 377. Mind you, that's like 30 points higher than IKF. Like, not a lot at all. He's got a 688 OPS. Um He's been bad. I mean, and now, like Rob hinted at, simply slide IKF to third where he won a gold glove. Put my boy Peraza at short. Boom, boom. We solved two problems. Yeah. We got a better third baseman in IKF. um, Because, honestly, I enjoy IKF's bat, I think, more than Donaldson. Just because he's at least competitive in at-bats and he doesn't just drive me nuts with, with his little antics. Um, and then you solve problem B by getting a better defensive shortstop at short. So, you know, the glove has been special at third this year, but we, we got options at third and I'm not, we're not paying you 25 mil to, uh, to be a good third baseman, you know, defensively. Why don't you do both? Yeah. Your yeah. shell is having a better year than you over there and he's making a lot less than 25 mil. Just let you know that. Yep. yep. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, JD. I have no faith in you. Um, 
I don't know why I even tried to talk myself back into him the other day. Shame on me. Dad strength to only exist for you for one game. <laughs> it was, yeah, dad strength. Not not long lived there. Um, all right, savages of the series. As it, it's a layup every time, um, Aaron Judge goes four for eight uh, with four hits, two home runs, two RBIs, two walks, only two strikeouts on that game two. Um, just a stud. I have a MVP conversation. It'll continue a MVP debate point to talk about a little later after we get through some other stuff um, because it's just what the guy is doing is just historic and um it needs to be recognized and i hope that we're able to recognize i hope he's able to be recognized after the year i am very excited in the fact that um i'm going to a game next i'm going to the game next saturday with my family uh when the red sox are in yankee stadium um first game like my parents have gone to and uh, since before covid so we're hoping that maybe we have a chance at seeing even just him tie the record would be awesome, but maybe break the record. That'd be dope. So I hope, you know, unless he, which is very possible with the way that he's hitting, he could go stupid and break the record in Milwaukee. But more yeah. likely than not, we think he's going to do it on the homestand next week. So, um, but Aaron Judge, again, is just a unbelievable baseball player. And I mean, we could give him the savage of the series. He's a savage of the season is what we would call him. Yeah. I mean, I mean, one could literally argue he's having the best, like one of the better years since Bonds. Oh yeah, I'm, and it's, oh Tyler, I'm ready. I'm I'm ready. To, I oh, have yeah. that. I have that primed and ready because I have been seeing too much of Ben Verlander on my Twitter feed talking. Oh, about he it. he he's driving me absolutely nuts. I don't even think he knows what he's talking about anymore. I used to be like, yeah, okay, some things I agree with with you now. <laughs> nuts. CC's got to you know bite the tongue some scenarios too now. Yeah. I don't know what's up with that? But um, yeah, like also. We got to start realizing this is 60 home runs. Like, that's fucking nuts. Bananas. All right. But um, my savage of the series, Rob, Glaber Torres, four for 10, one run, four RBIs. Um, good series out of you, dude. I believe I might have given it to you last series, too. I don't know. He had five hits last series, four hits this series. That's nine hits in his last five games. Like, okay, dude. This is like he's hitting the ball the other way, Rob. Um, he is being first half Glaber, which is, I don't know. Listen, I don't know if it took him a couple months to get over the trade rumors or just kind of get his stuff together, or he really just went through a slump with the rest of the team, but Glaber is back, bro. And if you look at his postseason numbers, the dude rakes in the postseason. So I think if he can kind of get back to that and the Yankees get healthy, that puts them in a very, very, very good spot because it can't be all Aaron Judge. We know no, that. No, it can't. Uh, that, that happened in August. It wasn't a fun time. August, not a month I want to remember for the most part. It's hot. The Yankees lost, and it sucked. Um, so, Glaber, dude, I'm going to act like you listened to my rant, and that's why you're playing better. You said, I'm going to prove that kid Tyler wrong. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna prove TV from Four Savages wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Glaber, basically, as soon as I started talking, you know, smack really loud about you, you just turned it around, which I love. Um, I want the Yanks to win, so he obviously had a great series. His numbers on the year are not; they don't look great. 
723 OPS. Dog is dreaming about something weird over there. Um, 723 OPS, 429 slugging, 294 on base. That's pretty bad. But um, the slugging's there for right now. Keep taking the ball the other way. Uh, love me some good Glaber. So that's my savage of the season. We always love some good Glaber. All right, so we got some topics to talk about that we're, we're setting aside. So, um, yeah, we so Garrett Cole... Even even in this in this in this game, Garrett Cole didn't necessarily pitch bad compared to his last starts in Fenway, but he didn't pitch great. Like we said, the home runs um, at the beginning of the start—it's just something weird. It seems like a a mental thing. Um, it's like um, just pitching in that park. It eerily similar to me of going back to the rivalry is sort of like a. Pedro back in the day with the Yankees and that kind of relationship but it's just it's it seems to me somewhat of a mental thing because Garrett Cole is a good pitcher um we know that he is um he has an issue giving up home runs but it's something like pitching in that park is just something weird dude like do you think it what do you what are your takes on it I don't really know what it is I don't know I I think it's just kind of the elephant in the room now is is bothering him because it's not like he can't necessarily show up in big games. We've seen him shove in games the Yankees need to win. But I think it's like, okay, Cole stinks in Fenway, and it kind of, I don't I don't know. It, it, he just kind of, he gives up a couple shots here and there. And then it gets to him. We've seen, it's tough for Cole to shake things at times, you know, whether it be first pitches delayed, <laughs> you know, whatever the case may be, or IKF makes a, Boots the third out of the inning and then lets the next runner on and then he gives up a homer. He has trouble shaking things. So I think this is one of those things that bothers him. And I don't know if him being bothered is always is always best for the Yanks or best for his, his outing. Um, I'm not saying he gets rattled, but he gets a little rattled, I guess. I don't know. It's weird, dude. The, the, also, the park is freaking weird. That They have a massive wall, obviously. They have a, a pole that's 290 feet away. And then they have a triangle in center field. Yeah. It's like, explain it. Yeah. it's it's Dude, it's no secret that when he pitches there, you just look at the pitching lines. Even though this, this game here was better than other games when, he, when he's been there previously. But like you said, it's the elephant in the room. And he just he's he's going to be here many more years to come. He's going to have to pitch against the Red Sox in that park for many more years. So he's just going to have to get over it. Like it's that's just the the point that we're at. And um, he's just got to do it, man. And and like I the the home runs are just it's it's odd. It's just it's like I feel as though it's a mental thing. And he's giving up home runs to guys that aren't. Like we know his relationship with Devers and how Devers sort of owns him. He got the best of him in yeah. this game, um, but you know he was giving up home runs to to guys that you just can't give up home runs to. Um, I, yeah, I think a little bit of it too is he he doesn't have the fu like one hundred one one hundred two fastball that he had in Houston. He's still a great pitcher and he's putting together a really good year. Um, but he doesn't have that fastball that will just absolutely overpower anyone. So if you're not a great hitter, I mean, just sit fastball dead middle against Garrett Cole. Yeah. And if you guess it every time, you might get it. And if you connect with it, you know, 
might go a long way. Yeah. So it's all it's all, it's strange. Ron. It's also a major factor with those fans because they you see them out holding the the Kermit behind him in the wild card game. Oh yeah. They let him have it, and even though it wasn't a lot of fans in that stadium because the Red Sox aren't playing well lately, like. It's it's just still I think it's 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 um it's like the ghosts of the stadium. It's the ghosts yeah. that that exist they in there. Him in there in oh yeah, like I, dude, my buddy my buddy snapped me last night. He was in Fenway. He was like, Cole's a clown or something. And I'm like, bro, why are you even like what what why are you talking to me about this game that doesn't even matter to you? <laughs> You're a 69 win team. I was like, I it must suck being irrelevant for two months. Um yeah, so it's it's something that's gonna continue to be. Uh, talked about every single season when he pitches there until he yeah. gets over it because mm-hmm. they they own him they do at that park they own him so like if we were going in the playoffs and oh, Boston was a possibility I would be worried like this would be I, a, like a, a long time I would say do anything you can to not have him pitch in that building however you set it up and honestly yeah. I think we may have had this conversation before but it, I think I had brought it up that maybe it's a real debate to have him have Nestor pitch in Fenway over Cole if that opportunity presents itself or I think we did talk or Severino like in that situation if they were to be in the playoffs against the Red Sox again it may be a conversation to be had so um yeah uh all right let's get into the nitty-gritty here I'm very excited for this one because I've seen a lot of it's been circulating a lot so let me just clear my throat (laughs) <laughs> Sorry. Get so, ready for so it. <laughs> listen, I've been seeing a lot on online. It's 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 a constant debate now between the Judge and Otani MVP race, and it's for Otani. They both have amazing cases to win MVP. Any other year, if they weren't, if these guys weren't having the seasons they were in the same season, they'd be the the runaway MVP in any year that they were playing, and it wouldn't be as heated of a as a debate that it is. Um, and a lot of times online for the people that are in support of Shohei Otani and why he should win the MVP, it's always the argument comes back to, of course, is he's a two-way player. He hits and he pitches and that's his value to the team, of course. But I think that a lot, what people always make the argument of, of why he has to be the MVP is because that we're going to become somewhat numb to the fact that he is um, that he's doing this every year and that we're going to say, oh, this is now a normal, but it's not normal. But the thing is, we do understand that. It's kind of similar to the to the debate going if for any NBA fans of, oh, well, LeBron James could win the MVP every year or Michael Jordan could win the MVP every year because or of Tom Brady, same of, thing. because of course they are the best at what they do every single season. They show up, of course. But I think what's really being missed here with Judge and why it cannot be ignored, and I think it would be equally equal robbery of not giving him this MVP is the fact that you won. You're robbing a guy that already was robbed an MV, of an MVP in 2017. I know it's not a big factor of the argument, but like, listen, we know that Jose Altuve won that. We know that he won the MVP, but we know who the real MVP is when you break down the numbers in 2017. So that's one. Mm-hmm. Then the other factor is. Aaron Judge is having – I made this point before. Aaron Judge is having the single best statistical season in Major League Baseball since Barry Bonds, and you could make the argument he is having the best statistical season by a player not taking steroids. And I am okay to go into the numbers and debate it with anyone because Aaron Judge's numbers are just – it's video game stuff. Like, you look at his baseball savant page – 
and it is unbelievable what he's doing. And I really and he is the it's definitely the best single season since the 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 end of the um, the steroid era. But and and not to mention too. Tyler, he completely shifted his position to center field. We want to talk about shifting away positions and doing the that. Fielder, I know it's a dude. different thing. I know it's different than pitching. I understand that. But he shifted from being a right fielder to playing a super demanding position at 6-7, and he's doing it better than anybody else. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. It's equal robbery to not to not give him the most valuable player. I'm sorry. And – and to say like like listen it's not it's not a bad thing to say that you're like you're taking away an mvp of otani okay but who are you giving it to at the same time and looking at what history you're he's doing right now like you're giving that award to someone that's doing something historic and i think that's being lost that it's not we're 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 not taking away otani's award and we're giving it to some uh, average season like we're giving it to a season that we have not seen in baseball before like that's a fact listen if Otani needs his own award then give him his own award I don't know what it was like but when was the last time Rob we've had a guy he's gonna hit 60 plus homers it's now occurred to me after that uh 56 and 57 in the same day he's gonna break Maris's record if if all goes according to plan um, he's got 57 homers, Rob, but he's also got a 310 batting average. He could win like, the triple he, crown too. When does that happen? I mean, this is not the steroid era anymore. People aren't like, he is literally going for the batting title with 57 home runs. He's got a 413 on base percentage. Do people understand that means he's getting on base like more than 40% of the time? It's nuts. Uh, he's got a 688 slug, a 1.102 OPS, and a 208 OPS plus. League average is 100. We've been over this a million times. I, I don't know how many times we have to say it. Like what Otani is doing, of course, is amazing to be pitching and hitting. We get that, but to say, man, we're gonna take a year off and give it to this guy, but like. This guy is doing something unbelievable that we haven't seen in this sport for a very long time, if at all, if you want to factor in steroids. Like, I, we're both, we don't, we obviously on this pod, we're very open about not being big critics of steroid users. We're, we're just, yeah. we are. But if, if you want to, to the people that do care about it, this should be a huge deal. It should be a huge deal. So... Um, I, I, then there's stuff talking about a co MVP award. No, I don't like that. I, I really think it's just it's not a bad thing to give him the MVP award and to call it robbery is just BS. And I, I think yeah, uh, call me crazy, but on some level, I do think for him from him being robbed in 2017 does somewhat even make it more. Like, why I'm more enthusiastic to get... And I know it's an... It's like, get it right this time. I know, yeah. And know? It's like, I know it's it's an MVP award and we care about the the team success. I get that. But, like, dude, I don't know how many times... I, like, this is the greatest single season I've ever seen as a baseball fan. 
that I've been adamantly watching. Like, I know I was alive when Bonds was playing, but I wasn't as big of a baseball fan. And I wasn't watching it the w- how yeah, invested I am. Yeah, like, yeah, it's better than 2007 A-Rod, which is crazy. So, I mean, and to think of, like, all the players in Yankee history, like Maris, and then I, I personally think, like, pound for pound, if you look at the greatest Yankees ever, I would say, at least this is my opinion, I think Mickey Mantle's game could travel in different eras. And I kind of think that in terms of a pure baseball player, you could argue Mickey Mantle. And he just passed Mickey Mantle for home runs. So like, and he's having a better season than Mickey effing Mantle. Like that's like bedtime stories we go to. Oh, Mickey Mantle did this. Mickey Mantle did that. Like Aaron Judge is doing that for this generation. And I think to ignore it is a crime. So I don't know. We're going to continue. I mean, there's two more weeks of baseball, and it's going to continue yeah. to ramp up the conversation. And, I mean, I, I don't know, it, dude. I know it could seem stupid, but it's just like. No, uh, it's not stupid, Rob. I mean, he has he's accumulated more war than Otani, too. And then people are out here saying, oh, well, war doesn't blah, blah, blah. It doesn't do this. It doesn't do that. And listen, I love stats. But what, what, why am I being told this now? <laughs> why now am I being told that war doesn't appropriately judge Otani. Yeah. What? what? What does that even mean? Also, Rob, does the word valuable mean nothing? Because, like, judge brings value to the Yankees to win. They're not a playoff okay? team. I think they're out of the playoffs. I don't think they're a wild card yes. team. Yes. I don't think they're a he, wild card He's team. driven in 123 damn runs, dude. But Otani, sure, he's valuable to the Angels in some way. But that team... They probably win the same amount of games with or without him. I mean, it, it makes no sense. Yeah. Um, I mean, he he literally has carried this team on the, his back in a contract year. And breaking news to John Smoltz and whoever else you know. Every can stay healthy. Aaron Judge and Aaron Judge staying healthy. He's played 139 of the 143 games that the Yankees have played this year. He's been playing every day. Two straight for seasons. Two years straight. Three, two straight seasons. Yeah. And by the way, he's a six foot seven, two hundred and eighty-two pound center fielder. I, I, I don't know. So, like I think that's a marvel within itself, is that he's doing it at his size. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Nuts. Um Judge MVP. MVP. Period. We're going to keep saying it. We may still bring it up on the pod. We're going to see. Um, <laughs> all right, Tyler, interesting conversation. So um, t- yeah. before we end off, um, postseason rosters. So um, we'll start with outfield. So what do you what are you thinking? Wh- what are you thinking that we should be thinking for this this um, the outfield possibilities? Because there's a yeah. lot of stuff to jumble around, and obviously we have to hear back on injuries. But what do you think? So I feel like. To play this game, we kind of have to expect Benny and Carp are not playing in the DS. That's what I'm going to roll with for right now. Okay. And I think when we look at, obviously, Aaron Judge is a great center fielder. He's been playing. He plays very, very good center field for us. Um, I don't think the numbers, like defensive metrics, necessarily back that up or whatever. But he plays a solid center field. We can we can say that. Um, apparently, Harrison Bader. Plays very, very, very good center field. Um, and it looks like he's going to be back. My guess would be game one of the Pirates. He's playing in the lineup in some fa- in some fashion. Which makes things kind of interesting, Rob. Mm-hmm. Where does Bader go? Is Bader your center fielder or does he move to left? Is Judge still your center fielder or do they move Judge to right? And then what do they do with 
with Oswaldo. Oswaldo Cabrera hasn't necessarily been hitting, but he's got like 10 defensive runs saved in like 20 games. I mean, he's he's doing something no one's ever done as a rookie in right field. So then I think I need to see Oswaldo play some left field because yes. I think yes. ideally, Rob, um, my outfield is Oswaldo, Bader, Judge until Benny with with no Benny or Carp. Yep, completely agree. I think that the way that you started off is you have Oswaldo's been a stud. I mean, they show his defensive run um, metrics of how he's been playing the outfield. I think it's he's off to a historic start for a guy that's just started in the majors. And mind you, that's not his natural position. Like he, that dude's an infielder, and he's playing the yeah, position nuts. tremendously. So I would say. Like we're keeping in mind that Benintendi and um, Carp will not be in the DS at least, which we're anticipating to be the start of the playoffs for us. You have I like having Oswaldo in left, Bader in center, Judge in right. That's the way you started off. Then the way that I would factor it in is once, hopefully Benintendi is back. I think you've put Benintendi in left field. Yep. Depending, the thing that I always say is you you hit who plays, and I like the idea of hot, but we know that the Yankees don't believe in that. So me mm-hmm. personally, if Oswaldo is having a tremendous time in the outfield and hitting the shit out of the ball, I would keep him in there, and I'd say, yeah, maybe we, yeah, we'll see how it does. But likely, and then next time when Ben Intendi gets back, and plus two, you're thinking that that guy's a postseason performer, and he, or he's been in the postseason before. He's done that, so you want that experience in the outfield. Yeah, you definitely want Benny. So, there. but dude, to think then you have an outfield of Benintendi, Bader, and Judge, like I'm so I'm very comfortable with that defensively, absolutely. And then I mean, those are two guys that can move around and and Bader and. Benintendi on the bases like though not not extremely oh Bader is pretty fast but Benintendi I I he gives him more athleticism is what I'm saying yeah they can move so yeah no for sure um, they can move. and then obviously we gotta look at the lineup but for outfield I'm thinking definitely start Oswaldo left um, Bader center Judge right is what I'm liking because he but Oswaldo hasn't played a game in left field yet yeah so we gotta so see he, him he he needs to he I gotta see what he can do in left field like hopefully it transitions well I I have no idea um. I think in Yankee Stadium, left field obviously is a lot more ground to cover than right field, so it it could be something. But the dude was getting tips at first base this week, so I mean, I I think he we're waiting for him to play catcher. <laughs> yeah, I think he can seamlessly transition to left field potentially. But I also think you're spot on um, with it. If Benny comes back, I do want Benny in left. I'd prefer Bader in center and Judge in right. Um, because truthfully, listen, dude, I love the kids. Love the kids. Love Oswald. Love Oswaldo. Um, Oswaldo hasn't necessarily been hitting a lot right now. He, he's had a couple big hits. He had to walk off and whatnot. Um, but I think when push comes to shove, I think I'd take Benny and Bader right now over Oswaldo um, in that outfield spot. And then notice how I didn't mention Aaron Hicks. Yeah, he's not a part of my postseason. Don't touch plan. the field. <laughs> not a part of my postseason plan. Uh, you can pinch run if you want, but that's just a bad. It. I don't even know about um, that. I think maybe we just opt for faster guy or like uh, I don't even know. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess like Castro, but even then, honestly, it could I, be, I would even it could debate be bad that. 
I could see them doing a defensive replacement type of thing, and I don't think he's a defensive replacement anymore. I think he's a liability. Yeah, I completely um, agree. I don't know, but I do. We have no idea about Carp. I think there's a chance if he gets healthy, I think we see a spot start in third or something. Yeah. I don't know. I would love that. Oh, yeah. That'd be throwing it back to the to the heydays of him and St. Ima- Louis. Imagine, imagine, Rob, if we could get a lineup of Benny, Bader, Judge. I'm just going around the diamond. I'm not even trying to list the lineup. Benny, Bader, Judge, and then starting from third, it's Carp, IKF. Uh, would it be DJ Rizzo? Yeah. Then where does Glaber play? I don't know. Now I'm going down. Glaber probably DHs. But oh wait, no Stan. Oh my God. Yeah, no, we can't do that. That's for <laughs> that's that's too far. Because I don't think. All right, let me just count real quick. Bader, Judge. Who am I? Who am I completely blank on right now? Bader, Judge, Benny, Carp, Stan, DJ, Glaber, Rizzo, Trevino, IKF. That's ten. Yeah, so you got so, you got some maneuvering. You got to figure so, Yeah, but we're not healthy, so this is a tough problem to have right yep. now. We also still have no idea what, what's good with DJ. Um, but yeah, a lot, lot of stuff can happen in the outfield, Rob, um, for October. We've been saying this for a while now. We've been saying it about next year and the year after, too. This team's going to look a lot different in a, a week yeah. than it does today. Yep. A lot different. Um, who knows what this team will look like October 6th or 11th, whenever they play. No idea. Is it the 11th? For what? The DS game Yeah, one? game one is October 11th, which we all will right, be cool. in attendance for. Yep. Um, all right. So, our pitching roster. So, we know as a lock what we're thinking. Our five. We'll get the starter five out of the way. Is we're thinking Cole, Nestor, well, consider that there should only be four starting pitchers. True, I'm just think. I'm just throwing out the five that then will be a part of the eventual uh, thirteen that will be. Okay. Okay. So you have Cole, Nestor, um, Frankie Montas. Um, then we're thinking we're gonna get uh, Severino back, hopefully. Um, Jamison Tyone. So that's that's five. So that's five there. Okay. We're thinking Domingo Herman is going to be f- in there as well, right? Because you have I, – I, I just think the way that he's per- been performing, he'll probably come out of the bullpen role, him or Jamison. I truly think one of Herman, Montas, and Tyone will be left off the postseason roster. Really? I don't I don't think it will be Montas. That's just me. That is a very hot take, fan. dude. I don't know about that. Because I truly think they're only going to go with four starters. Because that's what every team does in the postseason. But you don't they think like, that they would want to have those guys as a result of well, if they have to have a quick leash with a guy? Because well, yeah, what, well, that's why they'll have the four starters that will be in rotation to actually pitch every but fifth I, day, I, and then and then and then the fifth starter will be kicked to the bullpen. So that is one of Domingo or Tyone. There's no reason for them to have Herman and Tyone both in the bullpen and Clark Schmidt. Because then if you do that, count Clark Schmidt. Well, off Clark the team. Schmidt would probably be. That I I even think to remotely like I I think that they may even leave him off just because of the fact that he's a minor league or recent minor leaguer. So they're going to. But that's that's what I would be fucked if they did that. I don't know, man. I don't see how you leave those guys off. Or I just wonder. Severino is, is out I'm of saying. Severino is a guy out of a bullpen. I I do think if Sevi I think Sevi is the the three. Like he in my head is locked in as the three. 
He he pitched really well this year. I don't know dude. how you say. leave out Tyone Herman and and Montas. No, just one of them, Rob. You only leaving out. One I of know, them. but I'm just saying, like one, it's a difficult decision. I'd say the one that has the safest spot would be Jamison Tyone. Right. How about this? Name your four starters. Then I will name my four starters, and then we will both attempt to name nine nine relievers. Garrett Cole, because that's that's typically what it is. But but. Your relievers can be one of Herman or whoever, but name your four starting pitchers that are pitching this, every fifth day. Is this day. who I think they will do or who I would prefer they do? Um, This is who you want. All right. And you can you can make a note. You're like, all right, I, if you're like, all right, I think it'll be Herman, but this is what they'll probably do. But this is who you want, who Rob wants. I would want Garrett Cole, Nestor Cortez, Luis Severino. Uh, people aren't going to like this, but I, I, I it's like it. neck and neck between Herman and Tyone for me, dude. I really. Uh, so, so Montas is not your four, dude. I well, I mean, realistically, I okay. So here's what I think they're going to do. They're going to do that exact same three of her uh, Cole. Cortez will be the four. And Montas is going to be the four because they know they traded for him for that reason, but we've seen him pitch, and we don't have the utmost confidence in him. That's what I think they'll do too. But my four are also Cole, Seve. Well, you didn't name your fourth, but my four are Cole, Seve. Cole, Nestor, Seve, Herman. Okay. Those are my four. Okay, then I feel more – I mean, listen. If I had to make it two dead, if Frankie goes, you know – Goes nut job for four straight starts. Then that's then another we're story. Something different because because I think Herman is capable out of the pen. Yeah, yeah. But um, it's tough, dude. So that's what I'm going. Are we are we in lockstep with the four starters? I think we're in lockstep at this this moment in time, yeah. September fifteenth or whatever yeah. it is. Okay. And then you're looking at a bullpen. So that's four. Then you have a. So you got nine relievers here. Clay Holmes. Figure one. Okay. Jonathan Loizaga. Wandy Peralta. That's seven. Um, yep. No, those are your, your three relievers right now. So you got six more. Just ca- we already did the start. Yeah, I know. I'm just counting the total. Um, gotcha. Okay. Then after that, um, Araldus Chapman will be on the roster. I know that is going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. I, um, Miguel Castro is also making his way back. So I would figure that he's going to be back soon. So I think Miguel Castro will be on the roster. Um, and then um, Lou Trevino, as well as I want Marinaccio to be in there as well. So how many is that now? Are you counting? You're at seven relievers. Okay. Uh, Litke. Um, Still got Scott Efros. Scott Efros. I forgot that he. Uh, uh, that you're, you're full then. All right. Uh, see, but then that gets to it's a, weird. Yeah, dude. This is gonna be. This is too much. We're not close enough to the playoffs now. That, yeah. <laughs> then in, in in that scenario, we have left off uh, Clark and Frankie Montas, and technically. Yeah, we've left off Clark, Ty- Tyone, and Montas. <laughs> we are probably pissing off the listeners so much by just listing players. <laughs> just, um, hey. I don't care. Let me give you my let me give you my nine then. Okay. If I were to if I were to do it today, even though I still 
I'm not totally sold on Clay right now. He has not been first half Clay. But Clay, Laza, Marinaccio, uh, Chapman will be on it. I don't want him on it, but I'm just going to put him in my book because I know it'll happen. That's four. Holmes, Laza, Marinaccio, Chapman, F. Ross, five, Trevino, six, Wandy, seven. It's fucking tough, dude. Licky deserves it. He's really had a phenomenal season, honestly. Licky, eight. And then uh, Clark's my nine, dude. It's a good thing that we're like, not... I, I leave off Tyone and, and Montas as well, even though it won't happen. It's a good thing we're not the decision makers here. Yes, yes it is. This is, yeah. I want Clark, bro. I want to see... I, I think this is... I really think they could have something similar to like Atlanta's ridiculous bullpen run last year. Yeah. You should write a letter to Brian Cashman and tell him to keep... Hey, well, I'm going to send him an email. Um, well... And it's going to have the urgent... Yeah. In front uh, as a subject. <laughs> well, uh, we appreciate you guys for listening through that. But yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a conversation for about uh two weeks from now we will be having this conversation again, or just continuous throughout the rest of the weeks. Um but yeah, the Yankees go ahead and they head the they go ahead and they're heading to uh, Milwaukee for Friday, Saturday and Sunday, and then they will be back for a homestand, uh playing the Pirates. And hopefully we get to see Aaron Judge break the record very soon, very shortly. Um, we can celebrate that. But, um, yeah, got a good team on on this weekend. So we got to um, hopefully get our lead a little bit bigger there um, for sure. Um, all right. So episode number 114, as always, be sure to subscribe. Leave us a rate and review. Follow us on our social medias, at 4 Savages on Instagram and TikTok, at 4 Savages on Twitter. Go ahead and follow us there. Really appreciate you guys listening. We'll catch you at 115.